You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Horizons Church Podcast. This is Pastor Josiah speaking, and today I'm joined with... The real Josiah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm not Pastor Josiah. That wasn't like overwhelmingly obvious. No. Who but are you? But today you're joined by me. <laughs> Ethan, womb to the tomb. Do you know what will have also just happened when this podcast episode drops? Uh, do tell. Zach McCord will be married. He will be a married man. Yay! <laughs> Please don't cut this. Which is why, uh, which which is why we um we are we're going to be your hosts for a while because we gotta yeah yeah get ahead you know yeah. we gotta let that man be married. We do. We got to let him go on his honeymoon. Yeah. We couldn't, you know. End I, the list right I there, I can't. Please. Yeah, that's it. I mean, like, I, I'm not going to ask him to record and edit podcasts from wherever he's going on his, I mean, honeymoon. where he, and That's Mars. He's going, he's to, going Mars. to the planet Mars. Thank I need you, to get Elon married. Musk. <laughs> Thank you for that. SpaceX. That's SpaceX. Uh, the honeymoon. Gosh. Anyway. So that's, anyway, yeah, he'll be married. A married man, freshly married, freshly minted in marriage. (laughs) (laughs) To Val, the wonderful, lovely Val. Yes. We can't wait for her to be around and here in our midst. They're great. They're wonderful. And that's that's all I have to say about that. Okay. I'm glad we did it. That is all I have to say about that. What are we talking about I don't today? Know. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan. Uh, I always ask him, and I'm like, I never gave like, you the information. Oh, this is great. We're talking about disappointment. Oh, yeah. came right out of a marriage talk, right? <laughs> that was poorly disappointed. Two percent <laughs> of our audience gets. That. <laughs> you know, and. Specifically, we're talking about like I'm like major disappointments, right. like when your heroes let you down, or people that you really trust or close to or love you let you down. When the movie sold out, when or when Ryan Johnson oh. takes your dearly beloved Star Wars. What did he do, man, Ryan? Oh. And creates Star Wars Episode Eight. You don't spell Ryan with an I. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was our first clue. And you realize, like, you know, this is an okay movie, but why Why did you do this? Why did you let us down? Why have you broken our hearts like this? Why? Why? You're, you're tearing me apart. Why? Why? why spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it oh. and you're curious, just fast forward like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Why do Rose Tico and Finn release the horse doggo creatures? Oh, and leave humans But enslaved. leave the human children enslaved. Why, Ryan? Yeah. Why? Well, actually, yeah. Because <laughs> well, the reality sure, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, it's like, I love the fact that we're going to free uh, animals that can't defend them. I do love that. Yes. That kind of speaks to my heart. Right. But the problem is that they're on a freaking island, basically. They will be caught again. They're co- yeah, they're not free. <laughs> they're probably going to be punished for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you've created so many issues. Disappointing. Okay. Yeah. That was on. That was disappointed. <laughs> yes. You know we gotta we gotta get into it somehow. And, oh, you know, okay. You know it's also like we were talking about earlier, like when Frodo and Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's another good one. You think Gollum's gonna lead Frodo? A lot of disappointment there. And he sending up, sending Sam away. What's the deal with yeah, that? Yeah. What Frodo? That was uncalled for. What the heck? 
Come on, man. The true hero of the entire story, Sam Correct, the Brave. I cannot carry the ring for you, Mr. Frodo. Oh, but I, I can, can carry, carry you. you. Wow, tears every time. Yeah. He's not a disappointment. No, that's true. But he's the exception, because as yes. we're about to find out today, yeah. people, they let you down. They do. And, like, legitimately now, okay, we, we had our fun. We got our light stuff out of the way, so we could discuss this really heavy sad, and disappointing though. topic. Um <laughs> This is pretty rampant these days, um, and I, I'm sure it's always been rampant that yeah. you have people you admire, heroes, people that you love, that are close to you, friends, family, that let you down. They do something that makes you feel betrayed. They do something um, that you just you did not expect them to do, something that is unbecoming of the person you thought they were, and you realize, how did I get that so wrong? And this is especially rampant again i think in the context of uh the church today uh we have seen especially in the past year it seems like influential church leaders and pastors have been dropping uh, like proverbial flies for absolutely disappointing reasons the most recent of which news just dropped about a couple weeks ago Bill Hybels, for those of you who know him, he's the pastor of Willow Creek Church, one of the biggest churches in America, super influential leader, accusations that are coming to light that seem verified of sexual misbehavior. I mean, brokenhearted <sighs> is the only, like, and that's just like, I was having a conversation with a couple other pastors a couple weeks ago, and that was the word they used to describe how they felt about all these things that have been happening to all these different pastors. Um, yeah. You're just brokenhearted. And like we said earlier, and that's not just limited to church leaders and pastors, though it seems to be pretty pertinent these days. I mean, you could have fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, cousins, dearly beloved friends who, Certainly. like I said, you thought they were someone, and they do something. I mean, like, just one act. Yeah. And suddenly you're left reeling. Yes. You know, the foundations of who you thought they were are shaken, and that, you know, shakes the foundations of your world, and you think, man, what the heck happened? You're left in this fog of disappointment. So we wanted to talk a little bit today about how we deal with that. Like, what is that, what is, what is that about, you know? <laughs> we carry um, his baggage for a decade. Yes. So it wreaks havoc in our... <laughs> yes, exactly, because it's much more than just just a feeling of, oh, I'm disappointed. I mean, you think that's yeah. fair to say? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, because you just hinted at something. I mean, yeah. like what? I think some of some of the most heartbreaking times in my life, some of the greatest disappointments are situations just like this. People who I greatly admired that I, you know, I wanted I wanted to be like them, I wanted to yes. be around them, I wanted to be accepted mm-hmm. by them. Being wounded by someone in that position yeah. or simply let down inadvertently, it's very crushing. Yeah. And that can that can I mean that I've seen effects of that years later. Right. You know, so it's it's an unfortunate thing. It is. It's part of the human experience, but really? it's no fun. Yeah. And what you said, I think is exactly right. I mean, sometimes you don't realize for years yeah. what that moment did to you. <laughs> it could just absolutely crush you if you let it and change yeah. everything about you. So I think it would be helpful to talk about disappointment a little bit and yes. and how how we respond to that and how we think about it and what it says about us, our relationship to those people that we admired, that were our heroes, that we loved, and what, what we do about that. And I was talking to some folks about this. In particular, I was talking to our very own Marianne Weller, uh, the most wonderful human being who was ever graced the face of the planet by the grace of the Lord. And I was talking to her a little bit about like, hey, what, because she, she does a lot of our care and counseling. Yeah. I was talking to her recently about like, hey, what do you, 
how do you counsel people when they come to you with situations like these? And we were just thinking about it and talking through some of it. And let me say this before we get started in the discussion. There is by no means any formula for this. Situations and circumstances are so different. People are different. Um, people are different. And there's just, there's no easy way to look at disappointment of the variety that we're talking about and say, here's how you diagnose it and fix it. Like, you know, like a doctor saying, oh yeah, here's a prescription. This will clear that up. Here's a wiki how. Yeah, exactly. But I do think there are some just generally helpful ideas that we find true in life and in scripture that help us think through this and how we respond to it. And the, the first thing we thought through that may seem obvious when we talk about it, but I think Christians in particular are kind of bad about it. It's just let yourself feel oh, that no disappointment. With that. And the I'm very in tune with that. I was gonna say Ethan is very in tune with his, his emotions. As I'm, we're both, you know, I think we're both unabashed weepers. Yeah, we well, that, you know. See, like, the difference between <laughs> us is that before this very moment, you're the only person who had announced that publicly, <laughs> and now I've been outed. <laughs> um, sorry about that. But you just you all gotta know. <laughs> That's, uh, but no. So like, there is this discomfort, I think, especially in Christian circles, to like let yourself feel the emotions. I mean, yeah. the, like the cocktail of emotions that come when you feel let down or wounded mm -hmm. or disappointed by someone that you admired, a hero or someone that you loved. Because I think we, you know, we, we've been using that word disappointed and disappointment, but that entails a lot of feelings, right? Yeah. I mean, like, what are some yeah, of the yeah. things, I mean... Oh, he put me on the spot. I know. <laughs> like, I mean, I just think, like, this is the moment you've been most disappointed, like... Uh, it feels like betrayal sometimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is just, like... Sometimes I think you can be aware that it was never intended and it was kind yeah. of circumstance or inaction that has led to you know where you find yourself and that is disappointing yeah in in a almost in a safer sense i guess because mm -hmm. because sometimes you can find yourself angry yeah that's another thing that comes up sometimes that's born out of betrayal is is like a certain anger that maybe is very much not righteous and sorrow i mean there's, yeah. just, there's really anything in the negative scope yeah <laughs> it's like fair game yeah i mean you can experience my grief yeah you know some people get downright depressed certainly it comes out all kinds of different sideways and i think part of that is sometimes we just don't let ourselves like acknowledge what happened and feel the emotion of it and let ourselves be you know as i say i, I pick on christians because i feel like you know you and i we are christians and you know we can point out i think our own blind spots but there's this kind of vague spirituality mm. in the church, I think, that wants to say, like, immediately wants to jump to things that are true, like amazing, gloriously true verses, like God is working all things together for good for those who love him. But you yeah. want to jump immediately to that without acknowledging what happened or feeling it. It's invalidating it. to do that. Which is, it's very invalidating. You don't, you don't see that happening in scripture. I mean, like, you think about, as an example of this. Ooh, good okay? point, yeah. David, right? Yeah. King David, amazing man of the Lord. You know, we use him as an example for so many things. At one point in his life, when his son Absalom basically started an insurrection and tried to take the kingdom for himself, right. one of David's closest friends and counselors, Ahithophel, betrayed David and went to Absalom's cause. And David was shocked by that and felt mm. absolutely blindsided by it. And he wrote about it um, in Psalm 41 and Psalm 55. I think what he said in those passages, and I may be paraphrasing, it's like, even he whom I broke bread with has uh -huh. lifted yeah. his heel against me. We used to take sweet counsel together in the house of the Lord, and now you betrayed me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I trusted you. You were a guy who guided me and gave me counsel, and now you've 
You know, you knew some of those intimate details of my life, and now you've forsaken me, and you've gone to the cause of the proverbial enemy. And he dealt with that. He eventually, of course, eventually did get to the point where he's like, you know, I trust the Lord and that he will, you know, vindicate me um, and make, you know, make all things right. But not before he was willing to acknowledge how he felt about this betrayal and this disappointment. I think we got to get to a place where we can be comfortable with that. Yeah. Because I just, I don't know. I, I, in some of my experiences, and this isn't the case for all, but I think there's just, there's general, in the general air, the church and Christians are sometimes not very, because it makes mm-hmm. us, we're not comfortable with somebody else's discomfort. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. We don't want to deal with that. And maybe that's because we already, we all have disappointments in our own lives that we're like, man, I don't want to tack on somebody else's. But the point remains, you need to let yourself feel that. Yes. Once I think you've acknowledged that, you've worked through it, ideally you have someone you can talk to about it that won't, you know, <laughs> well, at least it's not this bad or, you know, well, hey, like, <laughs> you know, they'll help you get there eventually. But ideally you have someone you can just talk to and let yourself feel that way. Yeah. Because I think that's the healthiest thing. Because if you bottle it up, like you were talking about earlier, man, that's going to have repercussion to years later in your life. Like you're not, it will not just stay in the bottle. It won't. It will explode. (laughs) You know, either it'll come out in sideways anger or just all kinds of different ways. I mean, yeah, inadvertently, you can put people you love in danger because of what you're doing to yourself in that situation. I think we're talking about being able to have a space to talk and share and be able to like let yourself openly feel those things with a human being it's not it's not like a magic key but it is very cathartic right um at least in my experience right yeah and so like it's not the again it's not the it's not the catch-all it doesn't right. do everything but it's a huge it's not a bad thing right it's a huge uh, unless you make I a think, bad decision of right. yes <laughs> correct but it is a uh it's a good step forward yeah but the the second piece of that is to do a little self-examination and ask yourself why was i so disappointed by this what was I expecting from this person? Oh, man. You know, like, what, what kind of expectations was I putting, putting on, on them? them? And I think some of that can't be helped. So right. Like, okay. I think there are situations where, like, That's if it's... That's validating. Um, yeah. Like, and there are certain situations where, like, if you have a father, for instance, fathers are supposed to fill a certain role in your life. Like, there are healthy expectations for fathers that they're going to be, you know, like a provider or protector. They're going to teach you or, you know, raise you and help you grow up. And there's just certain natural expectations about that in a healthy home. And if they betray the family and run off and you feel disappointed by that, that's pretty natural, I think. Like, I don't think there's any way to avoid that. But then there are situations, and here's, here's an example from my own life. Back in the day, I loved Mark Driscoll. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, for those of you who aren't familiar with that name, he was big time, big name pastor in Seattle. Had an amazing ministry, phenomenal preacher. He was the kind of guy that churches and especially young guys like me that were yeah, aspiring met, to the pastorate. I've met many Driscollites. Yes, yes. Um, and we just loved him. And we wanted to be like him, and we wanted churches like his because he was bold and brash. Sometimes he's a little provocative. I mean, he had an amazing ministry. Well, it turns out that things weren't so amazing as we were led to believe, and he had a lot of issues. Particularly, he was very domineering, had a lot of anger issues, did not treat his staff the way a pastor should, you know, very just domineering, very angry. Did some, like, kind of shady things yeah. um, with book sales that allegedly every author does, but I, I just think it's still shady yeah. regardless. And basically his church fell apart. Like, he had to resign. Mars Hill, as we knew it, ceased to exist. And I was totally disappointed and blindsided by that because I thought, that's not supposed to happen to guys like that. <laughs> and, um, you know, when I look back on that, 
some six years later, I realized like, man, I had expectations put on him that were not expectations he could bear. Right. I I, I don't think I had Jesus like expectation on him, but I mean, I was like apostle, like, you know, like, yeah. man, you're like, you're like, Paul, man. Like you're writing divinely inspired words <laughs> and, you know, um, and like, man, your church is perfect. Oh, our church, I wish our church could be like that. And it's like, no, like no. nobody's, nobody is like that. And nobody can be like that. In effect, that is putting God-like expectations on people. Yeah. And he couldn't bear that, as it turned out. In fact, he, he developed, as it turned out, as a result, you know, we see from his actions, quite a hubris, I think, from all of the praise and adulation he got. And we just can't bear that. And so I think that's the second thing is, you know, you just ask yourself, like, well, what was I expecting? Like, right. I don't even know this is, I, this is a fair question to ask. Like, was the disappointment proportionate to hmm. the role they should have played in my life? Ask yourself, like, did I have healthy expectations for yeah, them? Yeah, we do. We can set ourselves up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and again, that's not, that doesn't just happen for pastors of, no. you know, thousand, you know, multi-thousand member churches with multiple campuses. I mean, that can happen. The ministry leader of 50 students in a youth ministry, it can happen with a small group leader leading a community group of 12 people. I ain't gonna happen with anybody. So I think you, you ask yourself, well, what expectations am I putting on them? What am, what am I asking and expecting of them? And I think that can sometimes help you figure out yeah. some of that stuff that process of self-examination. Here's a third thing that I think is, again, really difficult for us in, and I'm thinking specifically um, in America, you know, we're winners, we're not losers. <laughs> you know, we we got to realize that weakness is okay. Mm. Yes. We got to let people be weak. Does that make sense? It does. But for the sake of this, would you tease that out a yeah, bit more? Yeah, exactly. So the Apostle Paul said famously, it's in my weakness that God's strength is made perfect, which, you know, we, we throw around sometimes in vague, mysterious contexts. <laughs> yeah, right. All the while, all that we seem to be focused on, not just in the church, but it's, it's, you know, I think it's the American way of life is let's do your strengths finder. Let's just figure out what all your <laughs> gifts are. You know, like let's let's play to those I things. None. Yeah, and like we neglect our weaknesses. Yeah. And when you do that, I think you can start developing this image in your mind that certain people in your life don't have weaknesses. Mm. And then you you know, you that starts lending itself to putting unhealthy expectations on them, idolizing them. Yeah. I think certainly we're not inclined to see those weaknesses and holes in other people's character like yeah. in many times those things are very private and you you have built up this perception of them because they've in, in effect withheld those those weaknesses from you right they're simply they're just not made known right and i think part of the reason that we're not comfortable like paul talking about our weaknesses and our you know the way we're slandered reviled and persecuted and the way we you know which we are weak is because then people see that as well you're not fit to do whatever like we're Ooh. just not comfortable talking about it you yeah. know it's like frowned upon. And so we don't talk about our weaknesses. We ourselves, okay, here's a self-check thing, is we we are tempted to buy into the lie that we don't have any weaknesses mm. or blind spots. And then when we see, when we aren't okay with letting other people be weak and have weaknesses, of course I think we're going to build them up. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you looked at Bill Hybel's church, again, to bring him back, or Mark Driscoll. I don't remember anyone looking at their churches or models and saying, at least publicly and like, a wide audience saying, hey, like, hey, here's here's where we're weak. 
Um, <laughs> at least not in a meaningful way. Like, right. I think sometimes you can have discussions about that, but they're very superficial. Right. Like, you know, like, what's your greatest weakness? Well, I care too much. <laughs> I knew you know, say, like, I work too hard. Yeah, like that kind of a discussion. I just love my family too much. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's not... That's not helpful. You know, you're not being like Paul saying like, yeah, I'm a terrible public speaker and you guys hate that. So what? Like, you know, he's talking to the Corinthians there. Like, I'm not as good a public speaker maybe as these guys. Hmm. That's a weakness of mine. Is that what matters in the kingdom? No. (laughs) Like, so I think we need to realize it's okay with people's weaknesses. Again, not like you can confuse that. It's not, not right. And not to be like, don't improve yourself or don't, you know, <laughs> um, or like sin, like, oh yeah, you can just keep living in the sin as a Christian and keep, you know, um, but I'm not like the kind of weaknesses yeah. that are, well, I you think know. even making room for that, for making room for genuine weakness inadvertently is edifying Yeah, to be able to like vulnerably cohabitate with someone and share that part of your life. Right. Um, when I, I think back to like really personal conversations with very close friends, and, and having those conversations, making space for that kind of vulnerability and knowing that about someone else, I think that it kind of engenders a certain safety. Right. That, uh, okay, they're dealing with something that I relate to and I'm not alone in the fact that I have these holes in my character as well. I think the whole process can be kind of kind of edifying. Yeah, absolutely. In a, in a weird way. Yes, yes, it can. It goes back, I think, to, you know, Again, I mean, Paul, he was just, he was up front about a lot of that stuff. Yeah, it's humanizing. um, Yeah, we would do well, I think, to maybe even before we start talking more about our strengths, talk about our weaknesses with one another Mm. um, and say, how can God use, like, flip the question that we often say, you know, how is God, how can God use your gifts, your strengths, which is a good and good question to ask. And, you know, scripture talks about that, but... I think it would also be helpful if we start asking, how can God use my weaknesses? I don't like that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, uh, it's an uncomfortable question, but I think it keeps us grounded. Yeah. And it, I think it leads to the next thing we got to keep in mind when somebody disappoints us or lets us down is that we got to realize it could happen to us. Like we could be easily that person that somebody admires or looks up to or wants to be like, and we could do something Man. to... I mean, basically, in effect, ruin it. Like, you know, you're you're flying the plane, you're doing all the crazy twists and dives and making a show of it, and then you just crash. And that could be you. Like, yeah, I could be, you know, I'm not ever going to be as famous as Mark Driscoll, hopefully. I don't, I don't, I don't want that kind <laughs> of burden. too much. I don't want it. I genuinely, I've watched too many pastors fall at this point. But realizing, like, it doesn't matter if you have 10,000 raving fans or 10, you could be just as prone or susceptible to disappoint someone. Yeah, absolutely. That could happen to you. You know, you could be that person. Uh, that's very sobering to think about. Like, I hate that. Story. Yeah. <laughs> if that's you, you're listening, yeah. just abandon ship. <laughs> it goes downhill. <laughs> and um, I think that's another, you know, healthy reality check. Um, yeah. As you're thinking like, well, I could do that. And it's like, again, it comes back to like, well, so like, am I putting unhealthy expectations on people? And like... Again, that's like a golden rule thing. Like, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You're thinking like, man, like I could be that person. Yeah. I could do something that will hurt or let someone down. And ooh, I got to be careful about that and, you know, be vigilant in prayer and have people in my life. Because I think part of the problem for people who fall into these kind of things is they don't have anybody in their lives they can talk about that with safely. Yeah. Um, their weaknesses or what's going on in their lives. Or they choose not to. Yeah, or they choose not to. And then somebody who can actually like hold them to a standard of life that says, here's the way Jesus has called you to live. So I think we got to realize that. And then the final thing is 
something you hinted at earlier, don't let bitterness form in your heart because that can be a very easy direction <laughs> to go. Um, yeah. And you can become disillusioned. Oh. I think especially I'm thinking of the church, you know, a lot of people were hurt by what happened with Mars Hill and a bunch of people left the church and they developed this bitterness. And it's like, at the end of the day, in some capacity, everyone's going to disappoint you somehow, Absolute, even a little bit. Absolutely. Like maybe not on the scale we're talking about, but somebody like just a little bit, they're going to disappoint oh, you. Oh, yes. And I think specifically for people in the church who are following Jesus, trying to live to make a difference for his cause and his kingdom, guard against like if someone makes a decision that disappoints you, whether it's small or it's on this grand scale, when that happens, remind yourself, I got to look to the cross and look to Christ and realize this person that disappointed me is not Jesus. They're not. Only Jesus is going to be able to live up to the kind of expectations I may have had for that person. Yeah. And But then as a self-check, realize like people are looking to you to understand what Jesus is like. So it's, oh, it's so crazy. Weird balance, man. <laughs> you know, which is why we need all the help we can get from friends and family that we can talk to. Right. Checking our own hearts and praying, being in the scripture, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal our blind spots and help us see areas in our own lives where yeah. this could be an issue. So touchy topic, man. Again, touchy topic, heavy stuff. Good though. I think we even we even talked on this one a little longer just because I think it was, I mean, it is, there's so much here. Like we've only scratched the surface. Certainly. And you all listening may have different thoughts on that. You may have different experiences that, you know, might be helpful to share. Because I mean, again, like what you said at the beginning, Humans are all different. You know, we all have experienced this in different circumstances, yeah. different ways. So there's no easy prescription for any of it. I don't know. You got any final thoughts? I don't know, though. We have time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I do just want to highlight, if I can, like what you said about people ultimately disappointing you is gut-wrenchingly true. Like, yeah. and, I've, and I, maybe this is partially fed in by like a jaded worldview. Hello, it's me. Hello. <laughs> Cynical. Um, but I think that Anyone in your, like anybody that is important to you that you love will inevitably, everybody will inevitably disappoint you. Um, But I think what it comes down to beyond dealing with it, let's say you've dealt with it, in regards to the person, it becomes an art of discovering who is worth that Mm, and keeping them in your life. Because people that you like genuinely good people that will benefit you in the long run in in profound ways are still going to disappoint you yes and that doesn't mean that you have to jump ship right and leave them in the dust or run away from right. that it's sometimes far more valuable to be able to step beyond that and keep the people in your life that are worth suffering through that i guess yeah. if i can yeah, be so extreme good. people yeah. will do that they'll always do that but it doesn't mean they're not worth having yeah and also one final thing because and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up here. But I think in some of those instances, when someone does something that's disappointing, and I mean, like maybe even, I'm talking like grotesquely immoral. Okay. I think some, like that doesn't necessarily invalidate the true things they may have said years before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they may have said something was right on the nail five years before this, and that may still be true. And figuring that out and letting yourself like, I really like what you just said that's good like, <laughs> figuring that out man woof well that was a fun topic yeah fun conversation <laughs> I like sad stuff that's, uh, 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 if you have any experience with this any thoughts or a question mm-hmm. email it to oh podcast at horizonschurch.net nailed it 
Thank you for, as always, listening to us mm-hmm. and letting us letting us talk to you. Like we really enjoy this. Yes, we're we really do. grateful for the opportunity. So thanks for listening. And uh, you know, if you haven't subscribe, you know, I'll rate do us. it. Please. Give us that honest five star review <laughs> in the <laughs> iTunes store <laughs> and show the love. That's mm-hmm. all. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.